You are listening to the Evolution Exchange Podcast, a platform that we've created to bring the Nordic community together. My name is Paul Hackett, and I'm your host. Right. So welcome to the Evolution Exchange Podcast. Today, we will be discussing working remotely in the gaming industry. We'll start off with a round of intros. Uh, Danny, if you'd like to start. Hello, I'm Danny, and I'm working as a senior game designer at Avalanche in its expansive world division. Uh, Although gaming has always been my greatest passion, I come from a traditional industrial design background, and I've worked as a filmmaker before joining this industry. Um, I've been traveling the world a little bit for work, working in Italy, Australia, Turkey, and now in Sweden. Uh, specifically in the gaming industry, I've been working on uh, mobile games, console games, and as a research and development specialist uh, in design. Perfect. Uh, Clarice? Yeah, hi. Hello, everybody. So my name is Clarice. I'm a producer at FunPlus, a mobile game company in Stockholm that I joined like early this year. Uh, we're roughly 30 people, and I'm leading 15, a 15 people team. A bit more about me, as you might have guessed, I'm French, as my accent probably gave away. Uh, And I came to Sweden right before the pandemic, so I guess it's going to be very interesting to discuss remote work and things like that. And otherwise, I like photography, philosophical books, and action RPG games. Perfect. And Matt? Hey, I'm Matt. Uh, I come from a background in in visual effects. Um, I'm currently working at at DICE uh, on the Frostbite team as a quality designer, um, but as I said, my background from VFX um, to do with uh, compositing and rendering and stuff like that, that's the area I work in within uh, DICE as well. I um, left uh, the visual effects industry and went into the software uh, not long after Hobbit 3 uh, had come out, and that led me over to Sweden through a job at Spotify, and then the last year and a half I've been at DICE and I also pretty much joined just as the pandemic hit. So switching jobs, having a baby, there's a bunch of stuff. So yeah, there's, uh, the reason I'm interested in talking about this topic is it's been a really challenging time, but it's also had rewarding aspects to it. So yeah, there's, there's a few things I want to talk about. Perfect. All right, let's uh, kick off with the first question then. So uh, Clarissa's question is uh, challenges when managing hybrid teams and uh, how to make those working fully remote feel just as much involved. Uh, Clarice, would you like to give some context around that question? Yeah, for sure. So basically my question is because right now our team uh, has been fully remote with the current uh, guidelines in Sweden, but we have people that are very core to the team that are working from the Netherlands, from Portugal, and since we're slowly moving you know, back to working at the office, it's going to be a very tough challenge uh, for us to be able to make them feel like they're part of the team, that they matter inside of the studio, to keep building the culture, the value with them. And I was kind of wondering uh, what you know, other experts uh, might have uh, as input answers or the challenges they went through. Danny, do you want to kick us off with this one? Sure. Well, it's it's a it's a great question, really, because um, in my experience, uh, everyone is uh, very different, and uh, I would say that although this uh, pandemic really hit us hard, it shows us how some people kind of 
prefer working remotely. And uh, in, fa in fact, especially if they were, for example, commuting, uh, they found more time to do more things outside of work. So um, I would say that probably uh, the best solution to this uh, would be I think we all need moments together where uh, we can, for example, meet up and bring up uh, what we have been working on. But daily scrums are something like that. But working with a team that is fully remote or part of it is, I think that it's nice having those safe harbors where basically you can come and discuss the topics that you have been working on in your uh, time at home while uh, away from the office. So occasions to be uh, synced up with uh, your teammates. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, <clears throat> we have uh, on our uh, calendar, we have different slots throughout the day where it's basically almost like a water cooler chat. You can just join it at any time. There's one for the whole uh, company, or at least in the dice side of things. And then there's ones that are like more team specific. We have one on Fridays called Fridays Beer, beers, even though we don't drink beer or some people do, but it's not, it's not like you have to drink or anything. It's just a, a good time to chat. We normally bring up like funny things like weird simulator games that are out. Like there's a, there's a German guy in the team that he loves to just find these obscure German simulator games and things. And so we, we joke around about that. It's the sort of, sort of stuff we would probably bring up if we, we're doing like a Friday afternoon chat in the office anyway. And from what I can tell, a lot of the rendering side of the company is is quite split across the world anyway. Like we have uh, Canada and US. And so um, sometimes we have scrums um, <clears throat> that are actually held in the in the afternoon, like on a, on a Wednesday, sort of around 4.30, 5 o'clock. And that's so we can talk to Canada and the US, at least the, uh, the eastern part of the US and uh, we also have teams in Australia so sometimes meetings in the morning um, 9.30 or something like that to try and get them at the end of the day and yeah so I think we've we've managed to make it work pretty well with Zoom and I think going forward um, the company is kind of looking more of a hybrid model so they're going to be um, trying to make it so that meetings are always going to have some form of Zoom or some form of like uh, we use Zoom but um, some form of Teams uh, integration. So even if you decide to work from home for those days, you can do so without much trouble. I think that uh, it really has a lot to do with um, making time also for those, um, let's say, uh, moments and things that are not the normal working routine. Like, like you said, uh, some moments to, to bond with your colleagues. Now, that's the thing that in my experience, of course, we have been missing a lot uh, during this pandemic. And those are those moments where you actually have a chance to connect or, um, on a more emotional and deep level with your colleagues. Uh, I used to have, for example, uh, lunch breaks which, uh, with my colleagues. And not, I mean, now I'm cooking at home, it's nice, but... There is something missing, the, the opportunity to have that uh, casual conversation. So uh, one thing that uh, we've been doing at Avalanche sometimes is having, uh, having like uh, fun moments where we play a multiplayer game together. And I think it's really needed uh, when uh, you are in this kind of situation, but especially also dealing with teams that are 
uh, in different location, you don't really get the opportunity to bond uh, as much as being together in the same location if you're just working remotely or attending meetings just for work. So I think that's also a big part of that. Yeah, I, I agree with you, with both of you. Uh, I think where we're hitting something interesting in my company is that we have people on site already and you can feel that they've been craving the social interaction. And we've been trying to, you know, have maybe meetings or hangouts where we have part of the people on site in the same room and other people online. And when you reach a certain amount of people in the same room, the people online get kind of like blocked out in a way. People pay less uh, attention to them, connect less with them. You have some chats going on in the room. I think that's where we struggle a lot because it's we could enforce, you know, strong guidelines to make sure that people respect and uh, are paying attention to the other people. But when it's in, a, in that mood of like bonding and connecting with other people, it's difficult to also, you know, restrain that to make sure that everybody's on the same page. So that's where I think we are struggling the most. Uh, for the meetings, it's easier to say everybody should be, you know, uh, at their own desk or limit the number of people uh, in the same room. Uh, but it's more for the social interaction and for it to make sure that the team uh, is living in those moments together where it becomes a bit difficult because we can't have only remote things because people on site will want to do social activities together and we can't only have social activities because people remote will feel uh, a bit left out. So that's... Uh, an interesting challenge to go through. <laughs> um, we're trying to, yeah, to take the time to have a bit of both, but I can feel that uh, it can create some imbalance and it can affect the team uh, mood and moral. Well, so, one thing I could add, uh, I've, it's we are pretty new to this. I mean, uh, before the pandemic, uh, remote working wasn't really that big of a thing. I had some colleagues in the past that were 100% remote and they were kind of lone wolves anyway. So um, I think that if we are going with uh, hybrid models uh, and going on with these kind of opportunities, there's some work to be done, you know, to, to make sure that everyone is fully integrated and feel uh, involved. But I have hope. I mean, I can even add on this point. Um, you know, obviously, I'm not in the gaming industry, but when you've got about, I don't know, five people working in the office and you've got three people working from home, do you put the five people in the office in the same room while the other three are logging in remotely? That's one way of doing it. But what we've adopted is that even though they're in the office, everybody will sit at their own desk um, so that everybody's on an even playing field. Obviously, one of the benefits, benefits of being in the office is that you can have that social interaction. But for those core meetings when you need like equal participation, even if you're in the office, just everybody sit at the desk, use the webcam, log in. And then regardless of whether you're in the office or working from home, everyone's in the exact same situation there. So I don't know if you guys have adopted something similar. But that's what that's we do. Where, that's where um, that's I think that's where EA is going to be hitting as well with the hybrid. 
is that they'll still have meeting rooms for like critical stuff and those will be like the days that we would have to go into the office i think um but for most meetings we'll be just doing them at desks like all all the internal like uh uh town halls and stuff like where the whole company comes together that's all going to be online um <clears throat> so I think like the way that when, when I was at Spotify, like it kind of almost prepared, prepared me a little bit for this because that whole job could just be done on a laptop um, anywhere in the world at any time, um, all on the web. Every single tool pretty much was web-based. So um, yeah, like moving for me, the transition wasn't as difficult. I had all of the computers and everything sent home to me, whereas other people are having to like remote desktop in and there's, there's trouble there. Um, but it, it means that I also have to have, have a lot of hardware at my house. <laughs> which has, has its pluses and minuses the power bill is not so great but um yeah like i think what you said uh, paul around yeah what, what you said around everybody at the laptop or at the screen or, or whatever um with a, with a webcam definitely does help to even at the playing field and, and we we kind of do a thing where we pass on to the next person if it's a hand up or something like that and the person that's talking will mention that person so they don't all just um come in talking so i'm sure many of us have gone through these kind of um ways of, of working um in meetings uh, as a result of the pandemic but i think we'll just continue it yeah it's it's opening up so they could hire anybody anywhere in the world essentially and if they eventually want to move to sweden okay that's good or if they want to move to canada or australia or wherever these like hubs are that we could have them placed at least initially they could work anywhere uh, as long as we can send, as long as they can send the hardware there um, so i think it opens up the talent pool so much more um as, as an advantage but, yeah. I'm not sure if we're straying away from the question here, but but uh, yeah. Nah, it's it's yeah, it's a good thing to put everybody on the same page. Uh, it's a bit more tricky sometimes with like you know critical uh, meetings with like a lot of difficult informations to process or things like that. If you're doing it in the middle of the open space with the whole team around, uh, but definitely we're gonna try to enforce that uh, a lot more. Also, the one, the, the only solution that we applied that actually worked was to make the the people uh, working uh, in other countries come in Stockholm for a week uh, and to mm. make sure to have a lot of team, team building activity so uh, they could really get to know each other. I think it helped tremendously, but I can also understand that for bigger companies, it might not be something possible or like it should be dedicated mm. to like small departments or small divisions be an expensive bill if you get everybody from dice together it used to happen apparently they used to yeah. have, they, i know at spotify they obviously they're worth quite a fair bit but everybody that gets hired at spotify well at least when i was there before the pandemic would get flown to stockholm at some point to do an orientation um and then we would have like uh sort of business unit meetings around the world so we go to New York one year or Boston the next and stuff like that. So I think on these larger, larger companies, I'm not so sure about uh, if uh, EA does this, but at least um, not currently. But <laughs> I think maybe less now that they feel that a lot of it can be done online. But um, yeah, I think you, you need structure. That's that's the thing. I, I really believe that flexibility and a hybrid model is the future uh, because I think it has a lot of uh, upsides. But uh, still, I think you don't, um, you shouldn't really leave to chance, like when your, you know, your team members are meeting. Like, I, I mean, 
I'm not sure if the solution uh, that Paul uh, talked about having people not anyway uh, being uh, together in the office uh, may work for everyone, but I think it's an interesting uh, approach. Uh, I've seen, for example, uh, some places where people can choose when to work remotely and when, to, uh, when they want to come to the office. They basically choose together a day when they want to meet and you pretty much know when somebody is going to be in. And I think that you can then have the opportunity for bonding and have those in-person uh, meetings that you need while at the same time keeping uh, a lot of uh, freedom and flexibility. But definitely I think that companies need to think about this and structure this process in a way that basically you, uh, yeah, you, you give also, it's also a matter of space. Like if everyone can come and go, how can you be sure that you got enough meeting rooms that specific day or free desk? Yeah. Sure. I'm also very curious to see what kind of solutions, you know, Zoom and Teams have exploded during uh, remote work with the pandemic and everything. And I'm kind of wondering how those tools or other tools will pop up and uh, expand and find new ways to facilitate our lives. I'm wondering if there are any tools that you've been using that could work for hybrid in ways that if there is any or if there is anything you're missing that could help you well i can just say that uh, since i got uh, funny uh, video animated backgrounds from nvidia broadcast my life has been a lot better and meetings are much more colorful so <laughs> i think i will be missing uh, in person but uh, to be honest i think that tools uh, have really gone uh, have improved a lot uh, during this time, really, really a lot. Like uh, even uh, noise suppressors are getting better. Lots of cool stuff yeah. that has been developed just because of this. So hopefully they will keep improving. Yeah, uh, we use uh, Miro, M-I-R-O, which is like a virtual whiteboard. I think they're also gonna be installing <clears throat> uh, uh, like touch screens. We had some the thing at Spotify, like some touch screens that use Miro or like a different, I think it was, was it Google or something? I can't remember what it was, but similar kind of concept where you could put virtual stickies and take photos and they would go up there and stuff. Um, <clears throat> so I think that's definitely uh, a way to to solve a lot of these problems with like trying to whiteboard stuff out and especially on the engineering side of things. Um, yeah, but as I said, like a lot of this, it felt like Spotify was almost a way to like get ready for this. <laughs> and in some ways, like just the, they're already really well prepared for remote and now i think spotify i think they've announced it um in the media that they're actually fully like they are fully remote now if you want to work from the office you can but if you want to completely be remote you you don't have to ask like you know or answer why or anything you just say you are yeah, yeah. Oh, perfect so we've gone through you know how to make people feel a bit more included when they're you know working from home when others aren't um now, another point on working from home is Danny's next question is how can we keep a healthy balance between keeping in touch, but then also getting on with work as well? So, Danny, if you want to give some context around yours as well, and then we can move it around. Sure. Uh, this is a topic that it's really dear to me because uh, uh, there are challenges uh, in organizing your workday uh, not just uh, because of remote work, but I mean, 
Uh, I've been working in companies uh, which basically have offices that are in different locations. So you, you kind of organize. But when it becomes the norm and a lot of people are not there in the same room with you, you cannot reach for a colleague and discuss things looking at their screen. And I love Miro. I really love Miro. But brainstorming on Miro is hell compared to being in front of the same a drawing board. And yeah, design is just a lot more difficult. Um, so uh, I'm really curious uh, in your experience or if you've got uh, nice ideas about how we can structure our days to have those necessary moments to stay in touch, but also not being swarmed by meetings all the day long in your calendar and not having time to actually work or needing to do overtime. Hmm. Nice. Clarissa, do you want to kick off on this one? Sure. I. I definitely want to kick off about too many meetings. That's, a, that's an issue I'm really going through with my team. Well, as, an, like pro as a producer, I'm not surprised. <laughs> no, I, I like my meetings. I like to talk a lot. Uh, but no, definitely that's uh, a big challenge we have. So the few things we've set up is to basically focus the mornings into getting in touch with the whole team, having some rituals and really put them in the in the morning because that's where people have the less time, let's say, and really keep as much as possible the afternoons empty so they can focus on doing work. Uh, we've also set up, uh, and we're trying to stick to it, but it's not perfect, uh, that the first days and the Fridays are meeting free. So people, except for the stand-up meeting where we check on each other, uh, so that's really something we've been uh, trying to enforce and yeah, to keep as, you know, to prevent as many meetings as possible. We're also trying to set up a lot of uh, clear uh, guidelines on the meeting. What is exactly the goal? Who should exactly be in there? Does that make sense for people to be in there? Is there any way to just give back a report and update the video? Um, <laughs> if people want to go through the video, of course, uh, we also uh, trying to in to set up a lot more direct contact inside the team, you know, giving them like either Zoom room or like hustle channel where they can talk to each other and have a regular, more regular things with their their leads. But I think about keeping in touch. What I also like to do as a producer is to just have one on ones with people uh, regularly, but not too close to each other, just to check like, how is it going? What's up? What are your needs? And really establish uh, a link between us, which is not easy when you know the whole team only uh, virtually. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's difficult to find the right balance. I think it comes through a lot of iteration and giving the room for the team to let us know that it's too much meeting or it doesn't make sense. Like, where is the value for them, actually? So that's our main focus. Yeah, I think having meeting-free days is helpful. Like, we don't have any official ones, but it seems like Tuesdays and Thursdays are reasonably good for that. And then in terms of, like, keeping in touch, um, we, like, with Zoom, we can, like, do remote desktop and be able to, like, take over. So you can give someone else the mouse and the keyboard and stuff like that. So when you want to do like mob coding, you can do that. Um, if I need to talk to an engineer and like so really 
figure out how to test uh, or like create a level to test a certain thing that they're they're acquiring we can talk through that over over the zoom um which would be just like kind of me rocking up to their desk on my chair and stuff and being like hey can we go through this or can you come over and check this out so we, we always slack before and say hey do you want to take this to zoom if it's not easy if we're not able to just sort of suss it out with text um but yeah i think that that has been reasonably healthy um for me uh yeah i think that yeah that that's what i have to say on that one the way i see it uh well first of all i think that meeting three days it's a bless <laughs> that's really good i mean uh, because you can plan you know around those like mm. uh, you know that you're going to have some times and so you can plan your sprint work so that's that's already a good thing i also like the idea of having uh to focus let's say your uh sync ups uh in the morning that's that's also a good solution uh when it comes to uh being able to work uh, together with your teammates uh and miro of course does it but I really like the fact that uh, there are a lot of tools that allow you to basically leave comments on other people's documentation. And that's really great because having a live in documentation, it gives you really the opportunity, you know, maybe you need to jump out to, well, to another meeting, but then you can get back to the document and, you know, maybe people have been working on that. Um, that's in my experience something that it's uh, really helpful but most important uh, i think that having a uh, a culture based on feedback it's really great because maybe you can um, create some solutions maybe it's something it's not working for everyone maybe uh, they have a little bit too many meetings uh, recently uh, calendar has implemented the function to uh, basically let you see how much time are you spending in uh, in meetings oh, yeah. of your work day yes, and so that's it was an epiphany yes horrible it was horrible <laughs> <laughs> yeah i agree yeah. i agree but uh we reduced our meeting uh, our meetings uh, because of that a little bit so uh, i i got a uh, I feel lucky. I got a team in which we are really a lot open, a lot of feedback. And I would say that things improved a lot also in that regard during time. Yeah, I think it's also Actually, very... Oh. Sorry, go ahead. Okay, thank you. Uh, I think it's really something that is difficult to build that trust to have to be able to give feedback when you're working remotely, not knowing with people and not knowing people directly. And that's definitely something we've also been through. And something that we did is building strike teams, like not strike team is a very usual concept, but more like in uh, communication wise channels dedicated to them, where everybody that is needed can jump in, can jump out and they have their own little space where they can really exchange, discuss things whenever they want, jump in, jump out of meetings too, if they want. And I feel like it gave them some room where they could feel more at ease, having their own discussions, sometimes more casual, sometimes more work-related. So it's something to help people connect a bit more that helped a bit. And then also having tougher discussions just with everybody and showing that it's okay. And I think that the leads and the producer should also be the one showing that it's okay to be a bit more casual and to, you know, give feedback, be open to feedback, uh, and really push for that uh, while working remotely. Sorry, Matt, go go ahead. <laughs> oh, sorry, I was just about to say that the actual remote working 
compared to working in the office didn't really change the amount of meetings I had. Like I felt like when I was, I have to go back to Spotify again with this example because uh, I haven't worked uh, in the office at, at Dice yet, but um, like we still had a lot of meetings. We'd have to try and like meeting free, free Thursday or something like that. We'd have to still try and do that. And uh, I find like <clears throat> with the the fact that all the all the meetings if they're important to recorded these days, like that, those ones that were more in person, I think that was more of a disadvantage in some ways because there wasn't a, and there wasn't really a reason to record them, or it wasn't easy ways to record them sometimes. Um, whereas now, with everybody online, there's, there's, if if you miss a week or something like that, you can go back and see what was being discussed. Someone can point you to this this specific meeting, and maybe even give you a timestamp or something like that to go in these longer meetings and and check up on. So. I feel like I can miss some meetings if I know there's going to be a recording and if I know I'm not going to have to talk in them, I can follow up the next day and, uh, you know, not be straight away. So, yeah. Um, now that you make uh, me think about this, um, it doesn't mean that necessarily uh, we get to do more meetings uh, post-pandemic uh, because uh, I've been working in a situation where basically every day was just going back and forth from a meeting room to another. I would say that one thing though that changed is that, well, for some reason, being all the day long on your chair in different virtual rooms, it's anyway much worse you know, than moving uh, and reaching a, a different room. Uh, being in a meeting all day, it's exhausting. But when I do that on my computer, at the end of the day, I'm positively destroyed, really <laughs> like, oh my God, that was so intense. Um, now, one thing that I think may be a little bit controversial for somebody, but I think it would be awesome, uh, would be to be, uh, well, we are already kind of that, uh, let's say, uh, chilled when it comes to meetings. We have nice uh, backgrounds, but I think that sometimes, uh, if we got the chance, it would be nice to, you know, be free to have your uh, webcam turned off, or maybe you are having a, a walk into the park while having uh, a meeting. Um, I think it, everything is reasonable, but uh, there is kind of the default, an etiquette that basically tells you uh, you're in a meeting, so you should have, you know, some conditions, you know, like, uh, but, I think there should be a kind of a study of ergonomy, you know, not not just about your posture, but also about how having a lot of meetings could be uh, you know, improved. There are little things, but I would really be happy, you know, to just feel free. Yeah, it's normal to go and have a walk while I'm listening to this meeting or brainstorming. Actually, I like to walk when I brainstorm. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it's also a bit on the, uh, you know, the person presenting or driving the meeting to make sure that everybody's entertained and not disconnecting, either by finding the right formats, either by making sure the right people are in the right meeting. I mean, if you're just listening, I don't see why you couldn't turn your camera off, but if you need to really actively participate in it, then the person should keep you in the meeting should have the right uh, tools, the right things to keep you entertained. I think also I would really like to see like better headphones for noise cancellation so I could have, you know, meetings 
at the cafe uh, because I love working at, like like you. I love working sometimes from outside of my home desk, home office, because it's it's better sitting all the time in the same place. It's oh, draining. So yeah, I I understand completely what you mean. Uh, and from my perspective, being the one mostly driving the meetings, it's always you can feel when people start disconnecting and I think you should really take that as a feedback and really rethink, okay, maybe the meeting is too long, maybe the right people are not in, in it, maybe it could be just a report, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, there's that common phrase, you know, did this one hour meeting need to be an email? <laughs> yes, yeah. but uh, my well, team hates uh, emails too, so. Uh, throw it in Slack. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Now, uh, you know, pushing on that point as well, maybe it's the type of meeting as well. One thing that we do, I know it's not in the gaming industry again, but you know, you've got one-to-ones, which are just for any industry. You know, a lot of those that we do, if it's just like catching up on how you're getting along, if you don't physically need to show somebody something on your computer screen, can you just do it over the phone, put your Bluetooth headset on, go for a walk in the park while you're just catching up with your manager? That's uh, stuff that we do. Um, stuff that just makes gets you away from the desk uh, i think is the most important thing um you know the type of meeting is very important to that um on that one right so the third and final question of the podcast on to you matt uh, what are some of the things you've enjoyed about working from home that you'd like to keep and what have you missed about working in the office that you'd like to get back um self-explanatory but is there anything we'd want to give us a bit more context around that from your own personal point i think from from a personal side like <clears throat> i mentioned it in the bit before we started the podcast but i managed to have a baby or well, my wife had a baby um during this time so it's been good and bad <laughs> uh with the screaming it can be very hard to focus and you may hear some of the background uh, hopefully not but um it's but it also means that i have kind of almost been work like uh, had parental leave but still in the job so you know i can still go and see my son with you know a minute or two five minutes i've got spare i can just go and play with him come back have another meeting or something maybe um or get onto a different task but uh that would be something like it'd be nice to be able to do that when i'm at the office a lot quicker than i can would when i that i can do like well how do i put it when I'm at the office, I'm going to be like half an hour to an hour away. So trying to see him is not as feasible and maybe getting home later and stuff. Um, <clears throat> so that's something I, I really like, uh, would like to keep. But at the same time, just having kind of the ability to to not have lots of distractions in the office um, in terms of like babies uh, <laughs> is a, so it's like it's a give and take, you know, like there's, there's pluses and minuses to both of it. But um, it's definitely been good to be able to like be more of a stay-at-home dad, but also working uh, at the same time. Clarice, do you want to start us off on this one? Yeah, I think the remote work really brought me a lot of uh, interesting thing. Uh, I'm an extrovert person. I I miss the team so so bad. Just like <laughs> I became a producer to be close to people. So of course that's what I missed the most. Uh, not being at the office, it's very different. But also it's uh, as a producer it's an interesting thing to be working remotely and not close to your team because you have to give like more trust in a way 
you know, every micromanaging uh, habits that you could have, you have to give them up because you can't do it. You have to trust your team. You have to find other ways to check in. And I think this is something I would really like to keep. You know, it's more accountability on both sides, more accountability on them to make sure to voice their concern or voice what is not working, and more accountability on me to check in when it's the right time and not just being, you know, behind their shoulders all the time. So I think this is a good change on my side. I also love the flexibility, as you mentioned, you know, being able to set my routine a bit differently, being able to work from different places. And I think that's something that I'm going to keep because back in France, uh, you have a lot of peer pressure, especially in video games. Like you can't take a 30 minute break and just disappear unless it's a smoke break. Uh, oh, and you like if you do that, you'll be seen as someone who is slacking off a bit. Uh, but now I feel like with remote uh, coming back to the office, it will be more easily accepted to say, well, I'm taking a one hour break and going to do something and then I'm going to come back and we work a bit my schedule to make it fit. I think that's something that is very good to just, you know, more trust, more flexibility, at least in our company. That's how I, I really felt compared to even paradox when we were um, even previously when we were working. Um, in a situation where remotely where it was uh, we were not used to it we were a bit more like what is everybody doing how it's going and here i feel like people are more at ease like in general with remote being more uh, common so that's definitely something uh, to keep in my mind and for things that i missed i think it's mostly the structure uh, as you mentioned and having an environment dedicated to that uh, it's also something that I uh, really enjoyed it. I'm glad to find back. Well, uh, I will let, uh, well, I have a lot to say about this question. <laughs> I, I really love it. Um, well, first of all, about things that I miss. In many ways, I really miss being at the office because more often than not, uh, Video game studios are super cool. <laughs> uh, you, you got a lot of cool swag around. Uh, you got really good vibes. I mean, I started doing this job uh, also because of that, because it's nice to be there. And um, I really miss the opportunity of having lunch uh, together uh, with my colleagues. And one thing that we have been doing is uh, even when working remotely, uh, we are uh, finding times to have a lunch together on Fridays usually, and that's super fun. It really uh, helps a lot. And um, I really miss a uh, brainstorming session in person. <laughs> I already told you that. Um, but uh, I need to be honest. I think that uh, this force condition made our industry move forward a lot. Um, I really think it was due to happen. And uh, in many, many cases, productivity didn't really uh, suffer anything. Uh, in fact, in some cases, a lot of uh, in, uh, companies did really well uh, despite uh, remote work. And uh, I cannot lie, uh, imagining a world where basically uh, working remotely is more than fine. I feel like uh, the world is my oyster. Like I can start making plans like, 
and you know what maybe uh next year i would be working from korea you know just because <laughs> it's a possibility and uh, i mean uh, this is also an industry where you you may happen to uh, change jobs uh, quite often and uh, in my experience uh, in the past the more daunting thing was not be able to really plan like where you are going to be in the future and that's something really hard to manage uh especially if you want to maybe purchase a house or you have needs or you would like to stay somewhere so uh, there is still a long way uh to that i mean we need to uh uh to walk in order to have that necessary structure like clarice you said because i think we need uh, some kind of rules around this but i really really uh like the idea of maybe instead of having a, a desktop computer your company would provide you a powerful uh, laptop and say yeah okay uh, let's agree together times where we are going uh, to be everyone in the office but let's be flexible about other times and i hope that we will be able to bring a lot of good things and lessons that we uh, learned even when we are back to the office like you said it would be really great to be free and feel free to say ah I really need to have a walk for an hour and think about this and yeah i really hope we are going to keep that yeah same but now that you mentioned it's about you know the freedom of being able to work from anywhere from korea i'm kind of wondering how much it might impact the relocalization relocation like package that some companies provide for you for example my previous uh, one of my previous companies uh, helped me to move to Sweden, and I wonder, like, is this something that will be less available in the future for people, or would it be the same? I, I will I add something to to your question. Uh, one thing that I think we should, uh, I mean, really curious to see how it's going to be managed uh, is uh, if I happen to uh, uh, apply to another company, is is going to be you know, a candidate on site always be preferred, you know, mm. and yeah, I mean, already uh, not having to offer a relocation package can be uh, something that makes a difference. In my experience, anyway, it's a small amount compared to how much a company can invest into the future and uh, of the right candidate. But uh yeah, um, it's a good question. I, I think we would need uh, a, different, a different attitude, maybe even different benefits, because you're not going to be able to yeah. enjoy that free coffee every day. So uh, we really lack some processes and rules and benefits, you know, to accommodate that. But I think it's definitely possible to do something. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah. We're already kind of doing it with a few people uh, outside of Stockholm, but we're also hitting some like privileges or benefits that you have in Sweden that they can't have access to. And we feel a bit bad for that. And we haven't found the right way to compensate those things. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, like before I switched jobs, that was kind of one of the things I was looking at. I was watching a lot of videos on remote work and this is before pandemic even hit. And I was just more curious, like, is this a possibility? Could I do this further down the line? And obviously it happened a lot quicker than I thought, but um, 
yeah the the idea that i could live you know even if it's in sweden but like not not in stockholm it's as such it's like you know it's a bit cheaper outside of stockholm um you know with a family you sort of reevaluate do i need to go clubbing every weekend maybe i could live out a bit further out and then come in once a month or something like that because i dj on the side is a kind of different thing but um you know i could just come in for gigs and stuff but um with it still being up in the air like how much of it's going to be remote how much of it's going to be in the office i've like just recently looked at buying an apartment here so on the final stages of that but but, but having that freedom to kind of decide yeah i want to be in korea or i want to go live in thailand you know these these places where it's a lot cheaper and you can kind of experience the world while you're working um there's all these like digital nomad kind of culture i think is kind of what i was looking at before this happened and they they i guess almost sent set the like the benchmark of how how this can be done like i don't know if benchmark's the right word but like kind of the um the precedent of like this the, these are the tools we use and i think a lot of these companies kind of like adopted that as quickly as they possibly could to keep to keep functioning you know um yeah i think it just definitely opens up the world um and both in being able to work there and also you know your next job or where you where you want to go with your career could be remote but you're you're still in sweden or wherever you want to be um it, it definitely if, if the world goes that way i think it's going to be good for everybody yeah i think we already got taxation to make things complicated <laughs> so when it comes uh to uh, the, the the policies and the, the culture of the company i think that it will definitely take some more time but being able to push forward that creative lifestyle if you want i think or let's say anyway flexible because you know maybe you just need more time to you know stay with your children you know uh not necessarily traveling the world i think that anyway it would have a lot of uh good returns in terms of how well uh, the people perform at their job um i think that it hurts creativity a lot uh being stuck uh alone on your own in the same room i experienced that even though i really enjoy gaming and uh, i really enjoy staying by myself I, i i like staying with people but sometimes you know i just need to do my things uh, by myself uh it's subtle but you you change habits you know and you start seeing the world in a different way so um i think that it could be encouraged to a degree you know by companies like uh you know uh, flex uh, at least a, a percentage of your uh weekly time and i don't know maybe uh, have a trip if you want uh let's accommodate for example uh, a week uh which is going to be just phone meetings and uh, if you want to have a jog or have a trip or work around yeah that's your opportunity to do that it's very foggy idea <laughs> i didn't think about that a lot but it i know it's something that i would really like and would really make me feel like yeah i'm working in a cool industry and i got more ownership of my uh, own time you, know, you mentioned that um you know you're working in a creative industry so having people and if you're saying that working from home can sometimes impact that then it's a big negative point to have too much of the and the art department or the development department all 
you know, separated from each other five days a week. Um, so yeah, you know, there, there are some industries that can get away with it. You know, if you're working in, I don't know, banking where it's just process driven, you know, just, you know, punch stamps all day <laughs> onto papers, then you might not need to be in the office as much. But, you know, if, if your whole point is to create something that you want millions of people around the planet to fall in love with and pay you for, then, you know, there's a big push on companies to make sure that their creative juices are flowing as much as possible, I suppose. Mm. Yeah, well, it's always uh, about people like writers, you know, need to be alone uh, mm. a lot of time. Um, but um, yeah, I think that it really depends on what uh, stimulates your uh, creativity. Uh, Clarice said that uh, she's a, a very extroverted people. So uh, I think that uh, we really need, w w for example, even in a, in, a, in a scenario where your company is fully remote, I think that then you would invest some of that money that you are saving on rent on maybe organizing, you know, big parties, or let's say, let's gather together for a month and let's uh, conceptualize our next product or game. And during those days, we are going to be together. I think that uh, we really need anyway uh, those moments and those well I, I would call them also opportunities you know because working in a company compared to being on your own it's also being able to have that physical space or that technology or the possibility to uh, interact uh, with other professionals so that's something we should have regardless hmm. I'm I'm wondering too if you know as you mentioned this this is you know just a broad idea but I'm wondering if in the future we'll see similar uh, analysis of people like you know those uh, MBTI those disk analysis and how you can build your team based on that if we will see things like that more like on the on the routine on the creativity on what drives you and how to incorporate it at the right balance for example. How many extroverted people do you have, and how many, like, how much time you need to dedicate to those? How many more introverted people, night owls, early birds? And since we are on flexibility, and I think one thing that will change a lot is uh, showing that productivity does not relate to time spent at work. Uh, it's something that's going to change a lot. And then how to enhance productivity or how to optimize productivity is also going to be interesting to see. Uh, how we can expand on that regarding the environment, the routines, the structure, uh, but at a more like personal level. So I'm wondering if we'll see some stuff like that rising, some new uh, pseudoscience <laughs> could be an interesting thing to do to analyze your uh, teams like that. Perfect. All right, well, I will stop it there. Just like to thank you all uh, for getting involved and you know sharing your experiences on a very important topic. So thank you so much.